Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. I was being very naughty then. He caught me unawares, I was putting my shoes on. I was bending down, putting my shoes on. That was not very glamorous. It's, yes, darling. They not, can't see me. We're not on camera. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And we're delighted to return with another of our lovely radio show episodes. Now, we've just finished our three-episode arc all about our dream house, our dream garden, and our dream kitchen. And before we actually kick into our Christmas season of episodes, which will start next time, we felt that today was the, the moment to just pause for a second and consider how on earth have we survived 2020. Yes, and indeed, how on earth have all of us survived 2020? Because I think that it's fair to say that if you were of a nervous disposition, if you were perhaps someone who suffers from anxiety, mm. that, this, <laughs> <laughs> that this year perhaps could have been the worst year of your life. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, now as we approach the end of the year, I think what we're able to do is we're able to look back with the benefit of hindsight and look at some of the things which we've done, which have helped us, you know, sort of chart the choppy waters of 2020. But also as well, are there things that we can potentially learn from the way that we sort of uh, take on board our media consumption. You know, mm. has certain things been done in certain ways which have raised our anxieties mm. when perhaps they didn't need to be quite so raised. So t today's very much, it's picking up on, I think it was episode three of the radio show, and I think we've perhaps touched on it uh, once more, but we did an episode all about anxiety. And, you know, Camus definitely is someone who suffers from anxiety. Really? <laughs> That's good to know. I didn't know that. Ha <laughs> but, ha. But, but, you know, but also, you know, I think a really interesting point to start today's discussion might perhaps be when I got that water stuck in my ears. Oh, yeah. Because what have that... Have we spoke about that? I don't think we have, oh, not right. to, to any great length. Nice. And what that showed was how when you're put in mm. this type of pressure, mm. you react differently. And, and also when you were poorly recently as well. Yes, it's you probably, react differently. It's, it's a couple of months ago that now, isn't it? Yeah, that people it, react differently. We haven't spoke about that and, you know, how, Not great length. how much more difficult things like that are when you're in the middle of, of what the world is in the middle of. Yeah, what, what we hope, I suppose, from uh, today's show is that, you know, we can all maybe learn a tiny little bit of something, but also as well, you know, that you guys at home know that you're not in this alone. No. <laughs> and, you know, I, I saw a very sort of sad report the other day, and that is that English people have been polled throughout the, uh, the, the whole pandemic situation, and they feel more alone now mm. than they did at the start, at the start there was... Completely understand that. Yeah, at the start there was some community spirit going on mm, and people were feeling mm, that we're all in it together, mm, but now that's no, it's not no, the case. No, no, I don't think that's there, now. But today we have to begin the change. What's up? I need my phone case. Oh, sorry. I don't know what you've done with that. 
I was give, trying to give him signals, but it wasn't working. She was hol holding her phone up and like raising her hand up and down from the top of it. That is clearly the, the uh, signal yes. for uh, where I is need, my phone I case. I need my phone case. So without further ado, we will get out on our lovely walk. It's a lovely autumn day, lovely misty-ish Ish. day. <laughs> so we'll get out on our walk. We'll see you in a minute. my least favourite day I of the know, year. there's everywhere you see at the moment, there's crushed pumpkins everywhere no, and I, it was the fireworks. empty fireworks. I've not got yeah. so much of an issue actually with the crushed pumpkins because no, as we because spoke about the other they day. they biodegrade, don't, yeah. don't they? And it's the pump, uh, pumpkins. It's the firework containers that are everywhere I mean, because people set okay. off fireworks and the container then flies well, yeah. a few feet away and they just leave them. But, but Sometimes, the thing is that sometimes it's not a few feet away. No, it's sometimes like over their fences or whatever. It could be. So but you, if you're going to do it, it... The thing is, though, if you set it off, how are you going to know where it's going to land? Because well, exactly. you're going to set it off at night. Yeah, exactly. I've got a good idea. Uh, but the thing is, I don't, don't think... Don't set them off. Yeah, I mean, people don't <laughs> seem to care. You know, if it was me, I would think, right, OK, where have they all gone? Let's Kids, let's just have a scout around, try and pick up all the rubbish. People just don't do that. Clearly, people don't do that. It's, it's everywhere. It is a love. I, I mean. Oh, I had the best walk ever yesterday. It's been really fun. Please tell us about it because you told oh. me, but then you didn't expand on. Well, it was. It's just been really foggy lately, and it is still a bit misty today. It's the time of year, and, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Season and of I, mists and mellow fruitfulness. I got out as early as it was. I could yesterday. It was Sunday yesterday, and. I think I was out the door by about quarter past eight, yeah. something like that. You were. Because I didn't want to miss the mist. No. It was just so atmospheric. You and can't beat it. Leaves on the ground. Yeah. And it was quiet on the roads, you know, because it was Sunday morning. And... Well, also... And also, we're in another lockdown. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so it was just the leaves everywhere and the trees were gorgeous. And it was very still and it's very still today as well. And the mist, oh, it's fantastic. And it's funny because I just, I thought a couple of times, oh, I should take some photos to post on Instagram to share it with people. But do you know what? I didn't because- You're not in the I, moment anymore. No, I stopped myself yeah, because- did the right thing. I watched something recently and it was this kind of old fella who lived on this tiny little island just above Scotland. And he was saying how people are too, he sees people, tourists, constantly looking through their phones at the views and taking pictures but you're not actually absorbing what you're looking at no. because you're just too busy taking photos yeah. to post to social media to tell people how how good of a time you're having yeah, and yeah. so I didn't and I think you know I'm, I'm really glad I didn't because I was much more in the moment and I was just looking at the mist and the trees and oh, it was just lovely Sometimes, you know, it. it's fine to do that, but other times it is nice to just go, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I think in every day you should perhaps always, like when I'm out running, I'll never stop for anything. No, to, to, no. Uh, no matter what. And I see some gorgeous sunrises sometimes yeah. and you think, oh, it's the world that we live in now. I know. You know, it, it's really good. It's really good because it's lovely to, to see these things. But I yeah. think it's important that we all take the time to sometimes go do you know what 
today I'm not going to do that. No, I'm just going to enjoy it because you'll remember it's just it. Just for me. It'll be a much more vivid memory, but you know, of you just absorbing in those things rather than constantly stopping and taking photos. So I'm really glad that I stopped myself and just enjoyed the walk. There's something to be said as well for being really nicely connected to nature. And I think when you grab hold of an electronic device, you're disconnecting mm -hmm. yourself from mm -hmm. that lovely connection that you clearly yeah. had. What a year. What a year. And I mean, it's I'm It's not stunned. over yet. Well, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm stunned that it's November. Yeah, I mean, it's felt like an incredibly long year, I'm sure, for all of us, hasn't it? It has, but equally, I still can't quite believe it. And I think that's because way back in March, when all this really properly kicked off, I mean, it does seem like a lifetime ago. It does. But um, equally, I, I, I honestly, there are times where you just think, I'm, we're never going to get to... The end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it did feel like that. I suppose the... The concern now is that it's all right getting to the end of the year when this is still going to be going on. Mm. But actually, I think that, like anything, experience of something makes it easier, certainly from my point of view with regards to anxiety. Mm. Anything. It's like your first day on, at, a, at a new job. Mm. It's terrifying yeah. until you get to the end of it. Yeah. And then the next day is not quite so hard. Yeah. And I think it's the same with this. I remember, you know, the first day going into a shop with a face mask on. Mm -hmm. It was... Awful. I really, really... Um, I really, really struggled with that. And I just... For, for weeks before, when we could see it coming, I was saying to you, I'm not wearing one, I'm not wearing one. I just can't... Not because I... It, it wasn't a sort of political decision or anything like that it was just the thought of having to walk around with my face covered like that and that feeling of sort of claustrophobia and panic and I just I thought as, I, I just honestly didn't think I could do it I think as well that I think we all need to be adult about this now and we all need to accept the fact that the world that we once knew <laughs> will never quite be the same again because mm. now I'd be willing to bet that whenever any of us go out walking down the street for at least the next five years, yeah. we're going to see people with face masks on. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's no criticism to them because they'll be anxious people who are worried about their health. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. You know, you, you, you make the decisions that are right for you. But what a shame that we've lost. It's like yeah, we've lost it's, a bit of that innocence. It's, it's very sad. And we watched, you showed me... You were showing me a, um, a proms video, weren't you, the other day for this particular singer. You wanted to show me this clip and just watching... Yes. No, hold on. Know, Don't just say this particular singer. Oh, right. Go okay. into more detail because it was, it's lovely. Yeah, we discovered this... I shall this, link it in the yeah, show notes. Discovered this sing, singer recently. He's also an actor. He plays Charles Blake in Downton Abbey, if you watch that. His name's Jonathan... Ovenden. It's Julian Ovenden. Oh, I was a J word. I almost got it right. Yes. Julian Ovenden. And Dan showed me this clip of him singing it last night at the prom. Not last night at the proms. At the proms. Yeah. Whenever it was a few years back. I think it's twenty. Is it the twenty twelve or twenty fourteen? I think right. it's twenty twelve. 
So yeah, gosh, a few years, just a few years ago. With John Wilson. Yeah, and the, the thing that struck me the most, apart from his beautiful singing, was that it was the fact that people were all together. You know, all of these people were in there and they were sat next to each other and no one had face masks on. Yeah. And it just felt so strange yeah, I know. to see it's that. It's how quickly because, you get used to things. Yeah, I know. And it made me sad as well. It made me a bit sad. It does, but, but you know... I'm sure we will get back to that. We, we will. I mean, I think it's going to be, like I say, I, I do think it'll be quite a few years. I think it will because I think people will remain scared for quite a few years. Yes, yeah, and that, that I think leads us very nicely into because I think anxiety and fear mm. are, are would you, is it fair to say one and the same right, great I would say yeah because I'm I consider myself very much a Padawan learner when it comes to anxiety whereas Kay well is, certainly for me it's one and the same Kay is a they Jedi go, master <laughs> they do go hand in hand for me so that that really does sort of um, it does tap in beautifully with the whole anxiety around this year and I've got to say that I think that uh, I do think that you've dealt with it tremendously well I think there's been you know some ups and downs but yeah very much so when you consider you know if this had hit a few years ago when you were anxious mm -hmm. about really badly anxious about health mm -hmm. stuff I think it would have been a lot worse do you think Pro probably I think it's a funny one because actually I haven't really been, I've had moments of sort of panic about the actual virus itself, but generally I've, I've stayed quite level-headed about it and looked at it from a kind of risk point of view and just assessing actually how much of a risk is it to us as, you know, as our family group kind of thing. And I've managed to stay fairly level-headed. I think the thing that has thrown me has been all of the restrictions and rules and you can't do this and you can't do that. And But then you see what happens is your brain starts thinking, well, why are they saying we can't do that? There must be a reason that we, they're saying we can't do that. So yeah, it must be. It must be like really, really, really dangerous to us. But as time's gone on and we've learned more about it, and more sort of information has come out about it that again has kind of leveled off a little bit and i've had family members recently that have that have had the virus and you know and recovered thankfully but it obviously is still a worry well i i think where it becomes a worry is becomes a worry for people like your mum yeah absolutely it, it, my mum your we obviously mum not seen, and my mum has got no. lupus so is in in great that's right Dan's mum has lupus yeah and we've obviously not seen her either and no. I, I i suppose this is where another level of anxiety comes in and that is that you can't see members of your family who yeah. you would of course want to see absolutely you know i mean i've it's more difficult with yours because your mum is about a six hour drive away but my well, I'm being honest with you, Kay, I actually think the fact that she is a six-hour drive away has made this easier. Well, yeah, because I, if she was I closer, it's the same with my mum to a lesser degree. You know, my mum is a two-hour drive away, but that is, you know, it is quite a long drive, and that has made it a little bit easier for me because 
like you say, if I was 10 minutes away and I wasn't able to go, I think I would have been feeling a lot worse. Yeah. And I felt terrible and I still feel terrible. You know, I speak to her almost every day and she's very, very low. You know, my mum lives by herself and it's very, it's incredibly difficult for these people, you know, elderly people who are by themselves and, they, mm. you know, their whole life is just the connection to people that come and visit them because they're just not well, physically also, able to get out themselves. The so, level of fear that is... Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, you know, my mum's still sort of terrified and... Well, you can't blame them. No, well, I can't blame them, no. I can't blame people at all. Well, when you look at who it affects the worst. Yeah. It's yeah. no wonder. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's such a shame that she is on her own, but then equally it's also so lucky that she's where she is now and not where she was. Absolutely. Because... I mean, my mum, when I say she's on her own, you know, she lives by herself in her own flat, but she lives in a independent living community. So there's about 40 flats in her complex and they have people who work there. There's an office with people working there. And prior to lockdown, there was a dining room that hasn't been open, which she's found really difficult, you know, and, and there's a hairdressers and things like that, and they have community things going on. And of course, all that stopped. And they're constantly told that they can't sit and chat, even if it's yeah. within, you know, even if they're two metres apart now, they're, they're being told that they really can't do that, which, you know, I, I don't... Oh. It's very difficult, isn't it? Because you've got to balance it against people's quality of life, really. You know, these are people that have this, not, this you know, they've not got decades and decades left of their lives. And to remove that quality of life when they're, at the, they're towards the end of their lives, it's, it's very, it's a difficult kind of thing to get, get your head around. I find that difficult anyway. This is where a has well, whatever you call the people who run it, it's not a housing association. Whatever the people are who run it, they're afraid. Yeah, they are. And you know, she she whenever I speak to her, she's like, oh, oh, hello, that's a friendly dog. And she's saying, oh, you know, we've got another letter today on telling us off for doing this, and that's the way that she views it. You see. Yeah. And she views it that she's constantly doing things wrong and yeah. that she's not allowed to do so many things and actually there's very little that she's physically capable of doing these days yeah. she can't walk any great distance and for all our sort of talking around how we dealt with it okay it, it, there has been blips there's been huge blips, yeah. And, and you know, the, the first of those was definitely me in the bath. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I just happened to have a bath, and I've not had a bath in years. This was a few months ago. This was in the, right height, the, of, the height of the lockdown, well, wasn't it? was at it? the very beginning. So it was probably like April time, maybe. Uh, uh, Do you uh, think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be end of March? It might have been. I can't yeah. remember exactly when it was. I think it was the end of March. I just happened to go in the bath, and it's the first time I've been in the bath in years, and I got some water stuck in my ears. Yeah. And I couldn't get it out. Yeah. And you just go, in a normal circumstance, I, I would not have panicked. No. But because of 
the lockdown situation because of the fear about hospitals, yeah. which of course now has led to so many people not reporting things. Yeah. That you know you, you're absolutely terrified about the prospect of having to go into a hospital to yeah. report something. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm just like getting more and more angry because I'm thinking I can't get this out of my. <laughs> You were terrible and I, I didn't quite, and this was late at night, well not late at night, it was probably, you know, nine o'clock maybe, you know, and, but you were just, you just suddenly transitioned from this sort of normal human being into this, I didn't quite know what was going on, I was like, what on earth? So I was trying to, you know, be calm and I said, so what's the problem, you've got water in your ear and you were just panicked, yeah. you were just like, I can't hear, I can't hear out this ear and you were just getting more and more panicked. Yeah. And. You know, I think it's the panic, I think, was thinking, what if I've got to go to A&E to get this sorted? Yeah. And yeah. the situation, you know, we're told we could, you know, the hospitals are just like, <laughs> worst possible place to go right now. Yeah. And, you know, only go if you, it's an absolute last resort kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because I'm not sure if that, has that actually been, the message or is that just how everyone has perceived it? That I, I believe that was the message early on. Right. Well, they probably realised no, quite quickly. Nobody, they know now from the statistics, don't they, that nobody really was going to A&E. And people who should have been. People who should have been going, chest pains, yeah. you know, things like that weren't going. And yeah. I think there was a lot of deaths as a result of that. You know, well, nothing, I think there still will be. Yeah, nothing to do with the virus just because people were so terrified to go into hospital. Yeah. And they're now saying the opposite, aren't they? They're saying you should go, don't. Yeah. There's even adverts, isn't there, yeah. on TV at the moment? Yeah, which, but that in itself is a very difficult thing to overcome. Yeah, once, you know, to, once, how can, and I once fear think, begins, it's hard Absolutely, to. and I kind of think, okay, they were telling us last week, for example, that it's not okay, and now they're saying it is okay. Yeah. You know, it's very confusing. It's the, the, the mixed messaging is um, yeah is unbelievably yeah, difficult to, is. to sort of deal with and and that's got more and more confusing as time has gone on I I feel yeah that you, you really what am I supposed to be doing right now what can I do this can I do that because so, it, just sort of um, moving it on with regards to how personally I've yeah I've gone from being like totally irrational yeah. <laughs> when the chips came down to being a lot more sort of rational and I'm you know thinking about things with a bit more normality with with common sense yeah. it's been really simple and it's just been retracting from reading all the alarmist news bulletins yeah the, the me all the media stuff but I mean let's just say about your ear first of all because we didn't finish that story because well I went for a run the next morning and it cleared. Yeah, and it's funny because <laughs> it it bothered you all night, didn't it? And well, I got to sleep. You got to sleep, yeah. A bit came out. Yeah, a bit of water you said drained out, but then actually you said you went for a run and it a lot more drained out. But then actually when you were sat working that morning, I heard your ear pop twice. Yeah. yeah. And I was sat over the other side of the room. Yeah. So it, it sorted itself out. Yeah. And like it, these things generally do. In any but, normal situation, yeah. I, that's what I would have known. I would yeah. have just accepted the fact that that was the case. And you know, the, the, there is the prime example of how 
I think it's fair to say I'm normally fairly level-headed. Absolutely, and I think yeah. You sensibly. just lost it. You were... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that was... And in a way, it's probably good that happened to me so early on. But it was at that point where I just thought after that, I've just got to completely change the way that I'm approaching mm-hmm. this. Because if mm-hmm. I don't, I don't quite know how I'm going to get through yeah. The, yeah. the time. So, so what I did was, it was as simple as what I said a moment ago, just retract completely from reading all the alarmist yeah. news bulletins. Yeah. But, you know, fr- from, from your point of view, how... Well, my problem was that I knew that I shouldn't have been constantly looking at the news. Yeah, you look at figures, don't you? Yeah, but I just like couldn't... constantly? I couldn't stop myself from looking at stats and figures, and it was ridiculous, honestly. And this went on for months, didn't it? Yeah, I kept saying to you, I can't understand why I feel that I've got to be looking every day at the stats. And because it doesn't change anything? It doesn't change anything with regards to... And you can't control it? No, no. So all it's going to do... You know, we, we were obviously doing everything that we were told that we had to do. Yeah. I'll say that straight away. We, you know, we, we still are. We're following every rule that's been given to us. Yeah. Um, but I really, you know, looking back on it now, I know that constantly looking at the news and I say constantly I don't mean every second of every day I mean that you know first thing in the morning I'd look and then sort of tea time I'd look but that's the danger zones for me first thing in the morning because yeah. you're setting yourself up for yeah. the day yeah then you're gonna think about it all day gonna think about it all day and yeah. then I was kind of waiting waiting for like the stats that came out at yeah. tea time you know yeah. oh gosh has it got any better is it l-? so it was just this constant round of yeah of worry and thinking, you know, oh, you know, it's a little bit better today. Oh, I can breathe a sigh of relief and I can get on with my day. What you're looking and for, isn't it, is a, is a release, is yeah, a, things yeah. are getting better now, I can relax, I, I can, can relax. breathe. Yeah, that's right. And that's not really, well, it isn't the way that you should be running your life. You know, your life is the d- things you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And it really... The things to, to react like that about are things that are directly within your circle of influence. Yeah, that's right. That you can make you a know, difference to. Obviously, this whole time I've been worried about the more vulnerable people in my family, as everyone has. Um, but, you know, right back at the beginning, we were just panicking about everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, we obviously had our daughter off school for six months. And she homeschooled for six months. Which Brilliantly, I must say. It was, she was brilliant. You know, kids are resilient, aren't they? Yes. And thank goodness for that, yeah. really. And her school was excellent. Yes. And she had online lessons every day from 9 till 3.30. So nothing really changed. Yeah. And In she fact, was, it was easier because we didn't have to do the school run. No. <laughs> you know, we set her up a little office in the kitchen yes. and she was happy. Um, she was chatting to, she was doing FaceTiming with her best friend every day yeah. after school, and that kept her going. Yeah. You know, so she coped with it really well. Let's go that way. Yes, yes. It's very busy today. Well, it's because people are locked down. People, They're all coming out for some exercise. I've never seen so many people running. I've never seen so many people in the park, I've got to say, at this it, time. It's not a great deceit. It is good that people, because we are allowed to go out for exercise. Yeah. So, I mean, that's great that people are coming out and getting exercise. The biggest sort of 
learning point I've taken from this year. And I think it's something that's been building for a long time. And I don't, I don't quite know what the solution is, but th th there's an issue with the way that the media reports stories <laughs> because human beings click on bad stuff and click on yeah. shocking stuff. Yeah. Media outlets get their money through advertising revenue, so they're looking for clicks. So editors in an awful lot of news outlets are looking for articles which are going to get people clicking. And I think that's the reason why it's difficult to find positive stuff in the news. And when we've been through a situation like this, you know, just taking the whole toilet roll oh, issue. Oh gosh, yeah. Now... And that's the, been an issue again this last week, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, this kicked off, I think it was in Australia is, mm, is it where was, it started. It was. And I saw a news report on it and I said to you, what, what did I say to you? You said that this is going to happen here. And yes. I was like, don't be silly. And what That's happened, Australia. What happened within the next week? No toilet rolls. No toilet rolls. Because that story had been reported, yeah. everyone who read that story thought, oh, if they're doing it, we'd better do it. Yeah, yeah. And I do wonder... And it was totally unnecessary. You know? it, was, it was completely unnecessary. Yeah. As was all the stockpiling. As was all the stockpiling. But when you've created that it's level that of fear, fear. Yeah. and anxiety in a population, yeah. then it's sort of no surprise. But I do just wonder if a lot of this stems from the fact that there is a generation of people who will read a newspaper mm. and believe what and they read. Just believe what they read or believe what they see on the news. My mum's like that. Yeah. You constantly, you know, when I, I don't really watch, well, I don't watch any TV news anymore at all. We cut that out a few years ago. We did, we? yeah. Um, but unfortunately, she enjoys to tell, uh, enjoys telling me about all the terrible things that are going on in the news whenever I ring her. So yeah. it, is, it is difficult for me to cut myself off from things like that. But, yeah. you know, she'll say, oh, I saw this, and it's, isn't it terrible? I said, yeah, Mum, but you can't believe everything that you see on the news no. you know you don't know that that's really true no oh well it said on the news so it must be right mm, you know you see i i do worry that the root cause potentially of this problem might be social media and the ability yeah. because there's so many stories now stem from tweets absolutely or yeah. you know whatever it might be mm. and the problem with social media, because freedom of speech is a very important human right, mm. but I believe quite strongly now, or I'm, I'm coming to believe more and more strongly, that freedom of speech is a right that you have or that you should have in person. Yeah. I don't think that freedom of speech, it certainly doesn't seem to be working very well when anyone can tweet or post anything anywhere they want mm. potentially anonymously mm. i think all that's, of us are aware that's the aren't thing we? it's the anonymous thing yeah. and you know people behave a in a way of, yeah absolutely that they wouldn't behave if they were in front of that person it's like the, it's, it's the, it is the mob from roman times yeah and you know maybe it's naive of us to think that 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 element of human nature would ever have gone away well it clearly hasn't because I, you know, I do get awfully, dis I get so disappointed when I'm in the shops and, you know, you, you walk around 
and you know you're looking at a, a shelf like two three weeks ago or no was it just last week I can't last remember. week I think, yeah. and the, the the toilet roll shelf is completely empty mm. and you just sort of look at it you just think because at no point in this have I bought more than we ever would have normally bought no we haven't stockpiled and you know you just sort of look at it and you just think how awful mm. that someone has gone up to that and thought well who cares about anybody else yeah I'm just going to get what I need yeah or I think yeah. I need that is that is the thing and that's why they introduce rationing isn't it of yeah. certain products yeah, yeah. Because people were just being irrational, yeah. completely irrational, yeah. and thinking they needed 50 toilet rolls. Because, you know, and there was no evidence whatsoever, you know, people were still producing toilet rolls. Yeah. Companies were still working and producing yeah, yeah. these essential things. What about the soap and the... Yeah, soap and... I mean, soap all, was, and flour? Flour, couldn't get that, you know, and I just think... You know, people's cupboards across the country will be filled yes. with flour that they're never going to use yes. and soap that will still be there in five years' time. It's this panic and anxiety again that... It's the panic and anxiety yeah. that has been driven up by poor leadership. Yeah. I mean, I do feel quite elated that we've got to this point and Christmas is round the corner. Yes, because... Yeah, life goes on, doesn't it? You know, no matter, no matter what. If you're feeling really sort of overwhelmed and you're feeling really sort of anxious and scared, honestly, the biggest piece of advice that I could give, and, you know, do say you disagree, you think something different, try and disengage from the news media. Yeah. Give it a couple of weeks. And see how you feel yeah. and just reflect back. And look, at, look at your agree. circle of influence. Look at what's going on in your life. You will inevitably get the information that you really need. You know, yeah. I think people worry that they're going to miss out on, on something. It's that fear of missing out thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But you will inevitably get information that's essential to you without yeah. actually having to plug your ears into you know, these media things all the time. Yeah. I think that, that, that the last two or three weeks for, for me and I think for us have been unbelievably good. And I wonder if an element of that is that sort of... Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think what am I doing differently now to sort of back in March, April? And definitely I'm not... You know, even if I'm looking at the news, I think I'm just reading it and letting it go in one ear and out of the other. Yeah. And I'm not letting it fester in there. No. And I really am not looking at, at media things yeah. as much. I'm certainly not on social media no. as much as I was because I have found that the social media side of things is difficult because you feel like you know, a lot of these people are friends and yeah. you don't want to ever feel like you're ignoring people. No. Um, but then conversely, you don't want these things to affect you on you're, a day-to-day -day day -day. Yeah, yeah. personal level. So you've really got to do whatever feels right for you. And, you know, if that means retracting from social media, I've seen a lot of people do that. You know, a lot of people 
A lot of people come in fits and starts, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. They'll, they'll do it for a bit and then they'll retract yeah, for a bit and yeah. then they'll do it for a bit. So just you've just got to do whatever feels right for you to to manage your own sort of mental health, I think. I think balance is, is absolutely the key. And, you know, any of us, when we take a walk anywhere, will see people who've not got that balance quite right. For example, we just walked past a lady walking a dog. Yeah. And she's looking... She's looking down at her phone looking the whole time. Looking down at her phone, yeah. And, you know, if you're out walking your dog, goodness, enjoy the walk. Yeah, and, you know, the getting out in, in the fresh air, in nature every day, has been a huge thing for us. It always has been a huge thing for us, you know, but particularly... Through this. Through this. Yeah. And it's funny because, again, when I talk to my mum, and she'll be like, oh, what are you doing? I said, oh, I've just been for a walk, or I'm just going for a walk. She kind of huffs at me and says, oh, walking again. Yeah. As if, like, it's a bad thing. And I really don't understand that. I mean, that's just my mum, I think. But I think she thinks it's kind of a dangerous thing to be doing. Yeah, well, again. And I'm like, mummy, there's no... It's not a dangerous thing at all, you know. But if you read certain news reports... Absolutely, you, you would think, think it, was it was a dangerous thing. Definitely the way forward. And I wonder if this has been a global problem. As the world has got smaller and smaller and people have felt more and more connected, there's ups and there's upsides and downsides to all these things. And, you know, one of the downsides of being more connected is anything that happens anywhere, that's bad. Mm. We seem mm. to find out about it very fast and yeah. it gets blown up into this huge thing. Well, actually, when something like that happens, take a look at the world around you and try and sort of lose yourself in it because there's nothing better one of the, the things which has really been so great for me this year has actually been doing I've been doing a series this year called Walking the Dales and it was something that totally came out of this whole global situation mm -hmm. and just getting out into parts of the, the local countryside that I've never been to before yeah. and walking completely on my own yeah. has just been just marvellous and I think that the, the point where I was the most sort of elated and happy about what I was doing was when I was on that hillside in Arkengarthdale, that yeah. Langthwaite one I did, uh -huh. on a real precipitous edge and there's no one around you and it was raining a bit but crumbs I mean, I felt so alive. It was yeah. just great. I have to say, though, that I get a tremendous amount of uh, inspiration for um, exercise and getting out and about and doing stuff from you. From me? Yeah, because I think what you've done since you've started walking has just been... It has been just inspirational. Gosh, I don't think of myself Because you've done so like much that. and, you know, you, you went from nothing to, to doing so much so quickly and... It See, really... I don't feel like I do enough. I say to you all the time, I think I should be walking more every day. I think that's when you know you've got the bug. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I do try and get out every day. I usually have one day a week when I don't. But generally, I'm out. If, even if, on the days that I don't go for, like, an official walk, yeah. I might end up walking to the post office or doing something else, you know. Yeah. And it, it has made a massive difference. Oh, it, uh, to me, you know, I can't it, even form I think, the words as to how much of a difference it's made to you. Yeah, 
So I would say, you know, if you've got the ability to do that, if you're physically able to do that, then really I couldn't recommend anything more highly than just getting out. And I think thing... it's, it's seeing you and seeing the effect it has on your mental health and mm. also your physical yeah, self. Yeah. That's what inspires me to then go out and do more too. Yeah, and you know, the thing that really motivated me early on and still motivates me is that I listen to books when I'm walking. Yeah. And that to me has just been an absolute revelation. Yeah. Because I just... I just disappear into that world and I'm uh -oh. looking around me and I'm enjoying what I'm seeing <laughs> and I can still hear things, you know, yeah. I haven't got closed headphones or anything. Yeah. I can still hear what's going on but, you know, I'm listening to this book and enjoying that and, and looking at the, you know, the trees and the, just, it, it's just such a, a lovely thing, it's a great way to start your day every day. Yeah. And it's difficult because some days I get caught up with oh, I must do that bit of work first, or I've got to do no. that first, or that first, and you always, you're always like, look, just go for your walk, yeah. and then we'll do that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really grateful, I said that to you the other day, yeah. we've got a million things to do, and I said, oh, I, should, I shouldn't go for a walk today, and you said, look, be fine, go for your walk, yeah. and then we'll do all those things. Yeah. And I'm, I was really grateful when you did that. Oh. Well, I said to you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Nice to hear, I know, but um, it's great that you appreciate how important it is as well. Yeah. You know, if, if you didn't, if you weren't a runner and you weren't someone that appreciated the benefits of it, yeah, then chances are I wouldn't be either. No, because I think the problem that you've got is if you're in a situation like that, you might have one person who's looking at it thinking, Why are you wasting all this time? Absolutely, and you know, that's what I get from my mum, yeah. She thinks I'm just wasting my time. When actually, and, what you know, you're doing, what I know from personal experience and what I know from watching you is by taking this half an hour as often as you can, yeah. it makes you work better. It does, absolutely. You achieve it more. Does. Yeah. And also, you're in a, a better place in your head. And yeah, that probably which is, is the reason why you achieve more. Yeah. That's what's most, most important for me, either. Yeah. Oh, can you hear the birds? <laughs> oh, they're lovely. They're happy. Well, that's been the, the thing as well, which has been wonderful to see this year. Wildlife seems to be very happy this yes. year, which I mean, is a great thing. I spent every day of, I mean, currently it was nearly six months, wasn't it, locked down? Yeah. And I spent every one of those days, I went for a walk with our daughter and really yeah. watched. And I took a picture every day as well, which yeah. is really great. And you sort of watched nature just blossom. Yeah, yeah. She never would have got that if she'd been at school, obviously. So. No. So you've got to you've got to take every little positive, haven't you, from these situations? Well, that was just having that time. We'll never forget it. Yeah. You know that will be something that I'll talk about in thirty years. Yeah. And you know, hopefully she will as well. <laughs> I'm sure she will. We've made it back. We've made it back. How far have you done? Two we, point. We need to trim that hedge. Uh, Two point zero four. So it's about what I normally do. I normally do between two and two and a half a day. See, that, see, I say that and it doesn't sound very much to me, that's what I mean. Yeah, but the thing is, though, do that nearly every day of the week. Yeah, I normally do sort of around 12-ish, something like that. Uh, you sometimes do a bit I more sometimes do 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Folks, we've made it back. Yeah. And I feel like I've put some things to bed that, you know, it was important that I think we, we spoke about 
before we sort of really ramped up for the excitement that's going to be because it doesn't matter what anybody tells you. You know, people here have been saying Christmas is cancelled. Yeah, that's all you've been hearing on the news. And <laughs> it you isn't. Know, you can't cancel Christmas, can you? Okay, you can stop people from gathering yes. and you know those kinds of things. You can't cancel Christmas. No. You know, even if it's on um, a smaller scale yes. than you would normally do. Yes. You know, even if you live on your own, you should be within some kind of bubble. Yes. So you know, you should be able to be with someone. Yeah. Just, you know, just because you can't have these large family gatherings doesn't mean that Christmas is cancelled. Doesn't stop you putting up a little tree. No. Doesn't stop you buying no. yourself a lovely little present yeah. and, and popping it under that tree. Yeah. Doesn't stop you getting a delicious Christmas pudding. No. <laughs> Having a lovely little chicken or turkey. Watching cheesy Christmas films. Yes, yes. <laughs> which we have yeah. begun already. Which we also have. been listening to Christmas music. We have. Yes, yes, the earliest ever that um, I've permitted it. It is the earliest ever. And that leads us very nicely into the next episode which we'll do which will be planning our perfect Christmas yeah. and yet that will be in two weeks time so ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us today thank you everyone it's been wonderful to see you or well no we haven't seen you hear you no we haven't heard you I do this every be time be with you be with you <laughs> it's been wonderful to be with you today and we will see you in two weeks for the next Bakery Bears radio show see you soon bye, bye. the Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community access more of what we do and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash